Welcome to the Food About Town podcast. My name is Chris Lindstrom and I'm your host. This week is episode 37, where we continue with our conversation with David Lane from David Lane Design in part two of our extended podcast extravaganza. This part of the podcast, we do our bourbon tasting, including a few that I have, a couple I have sitting around, and a uh, bottled cocktail that uh, one of my curling friends recommended. And we also dove into just a whole bunch of topics, uh, quotable movies, chicken wings, and everything in between. So I hope you enjoy our rambling conversation with all of our asides. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please go on iTunes and give us a rating. I'd really appreciate it. And thanks for listening. So we're back, and we need to start with an important discussion yeah. about how guys love to quote movies as comedy and excitement. It's, generally speaking, Carrie's being all, you know, she, she's angry because she likes it too. But generally speaking, there's something that guys love about using movie quotes as either comedy or just general fun. And reliving that, that funny moment. Yeah. You enjoy it over and over and over. Absolutely. You don't have to do anything other than say the words, and I'll enjoy it. Right. 220, 221, whatever. (laughs) If you're a Mr. Mom fan. Yeah, it it, it doesn't matter what... I mean, there's movies that I know know, front and back, Die Hard. Sure. uh, Boogie Nights. I mean, there's... Yeah, Fargo. I mean, I I could hear one line from Fargo and laugh. Oh, yeah. What was it? Um, Arrested Development, which isn't a movie, but... Uh, it, it is coming out, I guess. Uh, There's a movie sure at some point. Um, boy, what everybody's going to be really up for, it and then nobody's going to go see it, just like the Netflix one, right? It, it, <laughs> what a shame, though. What lightning in a bottle that show. My God. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it when it was, it was on, but I enjoyed it when it was on. But I didn't. It wasn't never my favorite. I was talking to Ben uh, Turiano yesterday again, mm. um, and he was saying how Job, the character Job, mm. who is <laughs> just an ass and you know his 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 uh, magician show starts with the final countdown from europe and uh, yeah um but every time he's on his segue he's orally giving a segue oh which is just, which is some next level shit it, i mean it's, that's it's one of those kind of shows and it's it's perfect for 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 english and you know it's perfect yeah. for people that look into things sure more than i usually do um, which I'm, I'm we got Ron, Ron Howard running running yeah. the helm. I mean, he 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 can put out a pretty good movie. Yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah, Apollo thirteen. Yeah, I I <laughs> I'm, I'm I might get chastised for this, but The Grinch, I I freaking loved it. I love Jim Carrey. The, Grinch? Yes, the Jim oh, see, Carrey. No, I, I can't stand by that. So it was an abomination from start. to Oh finish. no no no! I mean, if you're a purist for from the from the animated, I am because it sure. was it it was it was before they. 
PC did, PC did, and yeah. he was a terrible, terrible monster for most of the movie, except for the last minute. Right, he's based off Krampus. I mean, right. Well, I mean, which is that's another great. I yeah. mean, that's so cool. Which, by the way, kidnapping children. Um, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, and torturing them. Yeah. Because that, that's what Christmas is all about. Yeah, really. kidnapping and torture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really came back from the from the break with a bang here, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and <laughs> the the whiskey is taking effect. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think we're doing okay. Um, no, I honestly the um, I do want to get a little plug in. Um, we're going to be doing a little Krampus event at the Hungerford, which is where my which is where my work. Um, oh, shop that's is. cool. Um, and I know Clay from Metalsome Art is going to be doing some things and um, it's in the very early stages, but could be a really cool uh, add on to what the Hungerford already does really well, which if you've never been, uh, I'm going to plug the hell out of this. Uh, The Hungerford building, 1115 East Main Street, basically the corner of Circle and Main, North Goodman and Main, um, right by the public market. Uh, First Friday, 6 to 9 p.m., most studios are open, including mine, um, and and you can walk through. You can have some food. You can have some beverage. You can enjoy and buy locally handmade, high quality pieces of artwork, craft. Um, have a great experience. Talk to the people who make it. Really, just live in the space uh, and 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 make a great night of it. And there's some great restaurants right around the corner. Um, you know, you could you could go visit. Uh, what, I know, again, here I am with the names. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with the with the grilled cheese. You had them on your podcast. Oh, see, now, now we're completely blank. Right in the, it's right in the village gate. It's got the beautiful wooden doors out front. I can oh, describe Knox, the place. Yeah. Knox, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could go in there and have a cocktail, come up to the Hungerford hangout. Um, and I know they're doing some more work to our building and some more work in that area as well. Yeah, so yeah. Um, definitely a great way to spend a Friday night. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. And, you know, if if you haven't been there, you, I I have not met somebody who's come into my space and said this place sucks or this isn't fun or <laughs> you know. Of course, they're not going to say that to me directly, but yeah, probably not. Um, I I mean, it is. It's fun. It's it's. I, I, I feel time. actually feel embarrassed to, to say I've never been there, so I really want to come down now Dude. and check it out. I'm actually looking forward to it. Shame. Well, it's first Friday coming up, right? Yeah. This. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, I, this. This Friday is first Friday, so yeah. It's I'm not the, saying this podcast will be out by you know the November whatever the first yeah. Friday for November, but um, if you haven't, and hopefully by the time you hear this, I will have already been yeah to first Friday say, well, and checked it out. It's always whiskey in the show. Yeah, I think I, might. I don't. I don't put it out because you know there's not every time. Stop. Yeah. No, no, but it's there's a separate room. I, I can show yeah. you the way. I think we can figure something yeah. out. So we came back. We came back to obviously talk about random things, but also to check out a couple, uh, a couple of things I have here on my small house bar. Um, we've got a bourbon and we've got a, uh, a bottled rye cocktail that we're going to try out as well. And we went with the uh, bourbon wise, we went with the Elijah Craig 12 year small batch, which sounds, it sounds really fancy. And this is the great thing about a lot of the bourbons. You can get some great values. Oh, what is this? Twenty four, twenty twenty five bucks, something like that. And it's it is a legitimate twelve year old whiskey. I mean, it, right. it's it's excellent. And for for twenty twenty five bucks, it's something you're not going to feel embarrassed using in a cocktail, drinking straight. Um, it's 
it's one of those like, oh, you can find great value in this. Scotch is a little bit harder because you're getting to the higher price points. And you're importing it. I mean, you, right, that's really the, the tough part. You know, you're, people always ask, well, why, you know, why is whiskey more expensive as it ages? It's because evaporation. I mean, you're losing volume every your, year you age it. Your money is concentrating yeah, the deeper an, and deeper. They call it the angel's share. You know, that, that evaporation is what the angels drink. And, um, is 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 sort of beautiful as that sounds that costs you money so you know uh buying a local product local meaning in the u.s uh like a bourbon or rye is, is a great way to get into tasting a whiskey uh for a heck of a lot less money yeah. and uh another one very similar to elijah craig 12 is uh, wl wellers and it looks so cheap it's like 23 bucks 24 bucks yeah um it's a plastic like snap cap you know <laughs> like it it unsnaps as you open it up wow. like a, like a cheap whiskey but it's it's excellent it's a it's again it's not about the packaging it's about the product it's yeah all right so we're gonna dive right into this one what do you want to do first you want to do the slow and low or you want to do the- I, I think we should do the do the non-sweet one first okay and then finish with a little bit of the sweet i mean not that they're both you know bourbon sweet in general right but again when we're saying sweet Comparative to comparative to a candy bar, I mean, no, we're not, not even in the same world. No, and these are both well, relatively restrained when it comes to sweetness. Let's see if I can get the sound here. Let's see. Oh, that was that, a good. That one. was that a good was one. A yeah, good one. that's a nice wide cork in there. Yeah, and that's yeah. well, that's kind of the sort of the sexiness of oh yeah of a, a nice bottle of whiskey is that cork and um, there's a little heritage there. If just you will. it just sounds good. Yeah. Perfect. So color-wise, you know, this bourbon is darker than both of these scotches we were looking yeah. at before. Um, it's I wouldn't call it the darkest. I mean, the, the darkest one I think I have in there is probably the bullet's a little bit darker. Um, you know, the High West has a great color to it, too. Um, but Definitely a, a, like a, <clears throat> a deeper caramel color. Uh, For sure. And I think it, that's the characteristic you're going to get with the bourbons versus the scotches. It's more the caramel flavor. It's the um, it's sweetness. It's fire. I mean, it's fire first yeah. and foremost. I yeah. mean, that's really characteristic. But you're getting that. It's without all that smoke necessarily. There's, I mean, the barrels are charred. Yeah. So there's, you're going to get a little bit of that smokiness uh, from the barrel. But uh, on the nose, it's it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, but it, it smells more like, you know, the scotches smell more rounded. This smells like rubbing alcohol. It smells right. strong. It smells strong. But it's got, you know, if you can if you can kind of get past some of that alcohol, it's got a little little vanilla. Yep. Um, a little sort of sweet corn kind of smell, which makes sense. You know, it's, um, yeah, well, let's, well, let's, let's sip it. Let's I mean, see. that's really, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. It's got a nice ring. Yeah, that was nice. Boy, that hits hard at the end. Yes, it does. Wow. And it lays, it lays heavy. I mean, it lays on your palate heavy. Not, not quite buttery where it you know lingers too hard, but it's there. And the, there's a definite sort of mm. pepper left over yeah now now it's coming in the the flavor it takes what after it's gone it takes a second for the flavor to come in really right and, and it, it to get back to the whole cigar conversation we had earlier 
you don't taste a cigar until the smoke's completely out of your mouth. Like mm. you're not getting that flavor until after. And that's really where this is similar. Um, it's vanilla. It's, it's, uh, it's roasted. It's that sort of brown butter kind of flavor. Um, well, and if you take a look at the bottle, so that one of the reasons for the fire, 94 proof. Yeah. So this is another example where a lot of the whiskeys you're going to buy in a bottle, I think like the High West is, you know, bullet or bottled in the 80s, mid 80s yeah. or low 80s. And it makes this a little, it's a little stronger. So this is a great opportunity to use the dilution from the yeah. water to open it up. Yeah. And, and, and with bourbon, I think it's a lot more accepted but really, who gives a shit? I mean, you're drinking the whiskey, right? As long so as you enjoy it. You drink it the way you enjoy it. Um, I mean, don't pour a gallon of Coke in there, but, you know. Right. I've got I've got Canadian Club in the back of my bar. Right. So yeah, somebody use wants, a shitty whiskey for that. Right. You if know? you want something with, you know, with Coke, put that in there. Don't don't put, even though this isn't expensive. All. Yeah. It's, it's not. But it's. It's meant to be tasted and not covered up. Right. I think is what we're getting at. So and, and and a great way to do that, I think, with bourbon is is a rock. One one rock, you know, one ice cube. Uh gives it, you know, doesn't completely freeze the flavor, but it gives you the water that you're looking for and it cools it down, which makes it a little bit softer <laughs> to drink. It's tough. It's tough. This is a tough drink. I mean, it's, there's no, there's no doubt it's tough. I mean, I I'll I'll catch myself about half the time. Maybe about half the time I'll end up if I'm drinking it straight, I'll end up catching myself with a little bit of the coughing. It's well it's I, I'll be honest with you. I rarely drink bourbons neat. I, I right, right. I usually drink them with one rock. You know, I have that I think kind of everybody does now. They have like the little ball ice mold or the, the I've big got, cube. I've got or the whatever. big ass cubes. Sure. Uh and they're great. They're they're and they look nice, especially if you have company over or Oh, it looks great in a glass. Yeah. And and it 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 serves a purpose because it doesn't it doesn't break down as quickly, um, and you actually have and this is sort of the misnomer you have less surface area touching the whiskey, which is the biggest reason you use a big cube right. versus small cubes. They melt so fast. You right. know, the small cubes do. And you're in when they're submerged, every surface of that ice cube is being surrounded by whiskey. Whereas with the big rock, uh, it's just the bottom. You yeah. know, it's I could be wrong. I'm kind of making that up right now, but I mean, <laughs> think about it. It makes sense. I mean, if you've got you've got six sides of an ice cube touching, or you've got one side of an ice cube right. touching, well, and then it's 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 six sides of ten ice cubes right. for smaller ones, right? Or you know, your awful fridge, you know, oval boat. Yeah, cubes. yeah, yeah. The the sort of semicircle, yeah, thing, whatever that is. All right, so we both added a little bit of water. The aroma definitely opens up. You lose some of that, some of that, um, that harshness in the aroma too. Oh wow! That I'm really surprised how soft. And and I did do probably six or seven drops to be honest. Um, it's a lot softer. Oh yeah. Um, you get more of the flavor out of it. It's it's uh, the sweetness is a little more pronounced on the front end. Um, breathing out of your. I, I don't know why you might be able to explain this, but breathing out of your nose allows you to taste it better. Yeah, it's it's one of those. If you're not smelling it while you're drinking it, you're losing critical elements. Right. If you're not breathing, and I'm actually a little stuffed up right now, so you know you don't necessarily get quite as much out of it. If sure. You're, if you're not breathing through your nose, and 
really just that exhale and then kind of trying to pay attention to the flavor just does make a difference. You can pick up some subtleties, I think, that way. Yeah. I'm going to go with a touch more. Yeah. You know. to take a, I took, I put a decent amount, and it, it takes, it cuts about half the fire away and it rounds it, but I want to try a little bit more. Well, I think whiskey is, again, I'm going to kind of play this tune a little too much, but um, it's how you like it. You know, if it, it really is meant to be drank a little below 80 proof, um, I think is the sort of standard but um if you like it with water or soda you know something that doesn't impart flavor but kind of cuts what you're having go for it you know yeah. i mean there's no there's no shame in that one well, you you'll see with a lot of this stuff uh, a lot of the bottles especially some of the old school brands i think i think like the weller and they have a rittenhouse rides you know bottled in bond at 100 proof right and not a lot of people are really going to want to drink it at 100 proof straight that's that's some real man shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, this, this was ninety four, and it, it it packs yeah. a wallop when it comes you're, to the fire. You're not gonna. There's gonna be very few people who are going to legitimately enjoy a hundred proof whiskey sipping. Right. That's. I mean, if you are and you're saying you are, I'm calling BS on that. Just just from mm. the standpoint that. Yeah, maybe you've built up, maybe if you've been drinking it that way for decades and you've built up a tolerance to it, but um, you're not getting enough of the flavor at 100 proof. Um, it's like, I think you were talking to Kevin about his, like his demi-gloss, how it's reduced for three days. And you take a spoonful and you add two cups of water to make a soup or a stew. It's kind of the same thing here. Like 100, 110 proof whiskey it's kind of like a concentrate. Like you have all those flavors in there, but you're not going to get past that pure alcohol flavor. Yeah, I try. I try drinking the Rittenhouse straight, and it's it's just way too much. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. And I, it's one of those things like you f- you feel less bad about putting it. Like I put it with some apple cider because it was around right when we were on. A, I was on a trip somewhere, and it really it it worked because it needed to be diluted. It's yeah. it needed something. Yeah. It works better that way. And there's, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not a purist. I love, I love a bourbon cocktail, a rye cocktail, a scotch cocktail. But, um, I think to really appreciate what what you're having, you should try it in its purest form. Yeah. But a hundred proof is just, it, it, you can try it, you know, give it a, give it a shot. But it really definitely, you're right. It needs something. It needs a little bit of water, a little bit of ice, something yeah. to kind of cut that that pure alcohol yeah. flavor. So we put a little more water into ours. Yeah. Into this is the Elijah Craig 12 still. Enough so the color has noticeably changed, at least in my glass. Yeah, I'm a little bit lighter now. And um, even more than the first time, it opens up. The sweetness is really prevalent on the front now. When you can... Just kind of tasting, but you can you can drink it. Yeah, you're not sort of, I don't know, struggling <laughs> through it. Yeah, you're not pushing it down. You're yeah. drinking it, and and it, I'm okay with it. Like it's not, uh, I, you know, I'm not coughing, but at the same time, I'm getting all of those flavors, and it, it tastes watered down a little. Yeah, but not in a bad way. Like I, I what is the percentage of water in in whiskey? I mean, it, it's. I mean, at 94, I mean that's only you know 53 percent. Right. Water, 
but that's still a significant amount of water. I mean, a well, fifty-three percent non-alcohol, right? Non-alcohol. Yeah. So I mean, that's some percentage of solids and some percent of whatever and else. Sugars, and, right? Um, so I mean, it might be fifty percent or whatever it is. I mean, it's not. It's, it's still, still a, a decent amount of water, and and it, yeah. adding more is not gonna. It's not gonna ruin that. So I no. I honestly, um, I think. I think an Elijah Craig makes a great Manhattan. Mm. Um, but when I make a Manhattan with a bourbon, I tend to use just dry vermouth. Um, I, I per- personally like a perfect Manhattan. I like a little dry, a little sweet, uh, <clears throat> and then some bitters, Angostura usually, or occasionally I'll, I'll run with like the black walnut. From Fee Brothers, yeah. So I've got the Fee Brothers uh, old fashioned, so it's you know, based similar style to the Angostura. I mean, yeah. it's similar profile. You know, it's yeah. that it's that bitter, fruity, herbaceous. Almost. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I really, nice. I do like that a lot. I have a funny uh, Fee Brothers story. So I'm, I'm kind of back to Portland, Oregon. I there's a salt store out there. Like Portland does things really strange. Like they have a store. For one thing, they kind of get it. It's kind of kind of full circle of that, which sounds awesome. Before. By the way, like this this store was salt, chocolate, and bitters. Like that's what they sold. That sounds fantastic. And it wasn't. It I was wonderful. And the guy's name is Mark Bitterman, which you know I get a little. I want all those things in <laughs> one thing, <laughs> right? I want you know salt, what I mean? Chocolate and bitters in one. Like thing. I want that store. So there, there's one in New York, which, by the way. Like, I know. come on, man! I know. I, I it's still it's five a.m. train. Let's it's a do constant it. source of embarrassment. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing. We're it. doing it. It's just we we got to get our get our day and we're, we're get going. our ducks in a row. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Um. But so I'm 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 in this store and I'm and I'm there to buy salt because I had bought his salt before. I read his book, which is called Salt. Um. And it's about his sort of European motorcycle travels. And I'm guessing he's kind of an overprivileged young man at this point and you know he's got money and he can travel in in france and he goes to this farmhouse uh restaurant in you know sort of the sort of the farmland of france and he and he has this steak and he keeps asking over and over what's why is this so good why is it so good and it turns out it's the salt so the, the you know the salt is hand harvested uh, it's raked onto the rocks to dry like some of the salt i got from it had an ant in it uh. which no, I, that's great. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, like, no, I mean, I, that was a good. That, that was, was a good, good uh, like, mo- yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Pick that ant out, throw it in the garbage, and keep using the salt. I mean, it's salt. You're not gonna. You probably should have ate the ant, but yeah, anyway, they, they didn't um, things. So, to make a long story short, I'm looking at this wall of bitters, hundreds, hundreds of bitters, and I end up with a gin barrel aged orange bitter. That sounds fantastic, right? And it's. Fee Brothers, and I'm. Th- this is pre. This I ha- is pre I me feel- knowing anything about cocktails or anything about bitters or anything. Like I just happened to walk in and say, "Oh, they got bitters." I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm really proud." I, you know, I went into or not proud. I went in. I went into this, you know, this salt store. I got some salt that I like. You know, Red Adler smoked salt, which I have a sounds house. delicious. Should, you know, we'll we'll do some tasting of that at some point. But um, I look at the label on the on the plane. I put it in my carry on. I'm like. One four six oh nine. What the hell? Rochester? What am I doing? So I, I I traveled across 
the country right. and bought a Rochester product Wait, back saying, like I had this grand prize of you know of, right. of bitters. It was it was pretty fun. Which is fantastic. And I when like I said earlier I was talking to the guy uh to uh, Luke Thiers uh earlier about that. Um I think it was last week and I tried that one, that that gin barrel aged yeah. orange. It's there's so much going on. Oh in it. yeah. And to have so much history behind it, to have such a, a, it's a tasty product. And it's a family business. Yeah. For, you know, since, you know, the 1800s. It's really cool. It is really cool. I have, and, I, and this is kind of shameful, I haven't been there. Neither have I. Oh, we got a lot of plans I've got the invites now, so um, I, I think we can we can make that happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've got people. Yeah. I, I know people. You know some people. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's. Like a mile away. Like it, it, you just got to go there and do it, and and it's uh, like a lot of things. You you get caught up in life, and you don't, you know. Like I can go and buy them, so why why go there? But I, I would like to see the facility, and I know they make a lot more than just bitters. They do make like cocktail additives and uh, and a lot of the things. And I I bumped into uh, one of the Fee brothers who had mentioned just you know we were we were out at a at a as a cocktail event and. Basically, him saying, "I cook with them more than I put them in cocktails." Ooh, and and I said, "Really?" Like he goes, "Yeah." Well, next time you make tomato soup, throw some celery bitters in there. I'm like, "What?" That'd be really oh, good. Oh no, this just uh, this just complicated my whole life because now <laughs> I, I'm like, "Well, shit!" I've been making like canned tomato soup for decades. Like now, I have to go and rush out and get this stuff, which I still haven't done. But um, <laughs> you get busy, you know. Yeah. But um, you get to a point where you learn so much in that conversation and and in that interaction. Be it over cocktails, be it over a meal, and I think that's what's so great about about a meal and about uh, you know a cocktail. You're it, yes, you're enjoying a product, you're enjoying food, you're you're you know it's a necessity of life, but you're having a conversation with that meal that experience is what it's about you know and and having great food along with it of course is wonderful so doesn't hurt no 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 i i've i've said this to my wife a number of times um if we have to spend money which is you know how daunting is that we have to spend money right. i would rather spend it on a good meal and a good bottle of wine than, you know, almost any, uh, almost anything else. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it really colors everything you do. I mean, that's um, we're we're traveling to San Francisco for Thanksgiving this oh, year. Oh, nice! And that's the center of our trip. The center of our trip is we're going to go to great places for yeah. food, great places for cocktails, and that's the center of our trip. And that's a great way to to plan a trip. I mean, right. you're going to go – I mean, you're not essentially – you're not on, you're on vacation. You're not going to cook food. Not much. I mean, we're, we're going – we're staying with friends and family. Oh, okay. So you, so you might have a we, – We might do some cooking, and I actually would enjoy doing that. Sure. You know, going to the ferry market. Oh, or, yeah, it's great seafood. Huh? I mean, it's – yeah. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting. We're going to try and cook things and see if, uh, see if everybody likes it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, I, I mean – San Francisco is a foodie town, and I hate that term, but it is. Oh, it really I mean, is. Yeah. There's so many great restaurants, um, but 
if you're going to go out and spend money and eat anyway, you might as well, you know, make a plan of it. You know, do my, my honeymoon, uh, was in Montreal. And the only reason <clears throat> we went to Montreal was for Joe Beef. Right. Which is one of just a legendary restaurant now in Montreal. Right. And, and, and we had booked, we had had to book the reservations about three months in advance. Um, and I'm having, you know, in booking these reservations three months in advance, I'm kind of thinking like, man, am I going to like sell a car and <laughs> you know, bring? So um, to kind of tell the story, because I like telling stories, um, we we travel up to Montreal. It's November. It's actually Thanksgiving Day that our reservations are. It's that Thursday. And if you've never been to Joe Beef, which I'm going to guess some people maybe have, but maybe um, yeah. a, a few. Uh it is very small. It's very dark and very French. You open up the door and all all restaurants in Montreal have the door curtain combination, similar a la cure uh, in the public market. There's right. a curtain to kind of block the wind when you open the door. So you open the door, you open this curtain and then like there's immediately tables and like the hallway walkway in between the tables is is as wide as me. I like and, and I'm I'm a bigger guy, but it's not big. No. And on the left is a chalkboard. And in French is the menu and the wine list. That's it. You don't get handed a paper menu. You you sit down and the waitress comes over and she's she, you know she starts in French and you know I know a little bit of French, like four words or something. But um you know she speaks in French, and we're, we're obviously not understanding. She says, well, I speak English, too, so is there anything you don't want to eat? And I, and I, my wife and I are both okay with anything. We'll try anything twice, right? So, <laughs> um, no, no, we're good. How about horse? I'm right? excited. Oh, oh. I, oh, no, I'm excited. My face lit up. I, I, oh, when yeah. she said that, I'm like, really? Yeah. And so what it was, was a special for the night. It was a horse cheek, uh, horse cheek goulash of a handmade noodle. And I got to tell you. That sounds fantastic. I mean, this is, this is my, this is one of the two best meals I've had in my life. So the experience alone, so kind of rewind a little bit. So no, there's nothing we won't eat. Would you like oysters? Of course. Let me select a wine for you for the oysters. So she brought us each a glass of white wine. We each had three oysters. Um, then she said, I'm just going to take care of you. Right? It's, I, a, it's a great thing to say. Right. And, and we didn't order anything. We, yeah. we just, we knew we were going to get horse at some point, horse cheek. So first, you know, first thing comes out and it's actually turkey, which is kind of ironic because it was Thanksgiving Day. Um, but obviously, Canadian Thanksgiving's much much earlier. Yeah. So I think it's in October. But we're we have this turkey dish and it's sort of a, a, a demi gloss and there's a beef bone and the turkey is kind of reformed into the shape of a turkey leg, but it's all loose meat and, and it's just it's sublime. That's I mean awesome. it's really good. It's very creamy, it's very rich, it's That's not really dry, cool. it's not anything like a turkey meal. Yeah, uh, and then she brought us a house made sausage, and I'll be damned if I remember what was in it, but it was again delicious. 
and then she brought sort of the main component, a full bottle of wine, uh, which she gave us you know, a nice range of prices, anywhere from I think it was like forty to one hundred and twenty for the bottle. Which you know, at a fancy restaurant, especially in Canadian, that's very that's reasonable. Right, it wasn't so. All said and done, excellent meal, no dessert because that's just silly. <laughs> Like, have a piece of cheese or something, you know, like, you don't need dessert. Um, 280 Canadian. It's really not that much. Bottle of wine, I think four or five courses. And, and another glass Oysters, on the side. Oysters, another glass of wine on the side. I mean... It's not that bad. We had gone... We went to a steakhouse, Moishe's, which was another great meal. Uh, bone-on... Uh, their special was a bone-on filet, which was kind of cool. It's it's a It's a... It's a it little their thing for but, my taste. Right. I and I, I hate filet, which Me too. It's mushy meat. Not a big fan. No, it's got no flavor. It, anyway, I'm just trashing a filet, but um <laughs> just buy something else. Uh so <laughs> we get you know, we get the bill and we had this great experience. But sort of the the over the top thing for me, the entire meal, they are playing nineties rap. Like not not the PC boring stuff. I'm talking liquid swords like the Jizza, Wu Tang, full on swearing, <laughs> and not not quietly. Like the whole meal. And personally, probably nobody knows this, but I am a just '90s hip hop junkie. Yeah. I mean, give me some Tribe, give me some Wu Tang. I'll even throw in a little Tupac. I mean, give me that gritty, great beats, great, you know, great hip hop. I it was just this amazing experience. I mean, really, um, for two hundred and eighty Canadian, which I think came out to about two forty US, whatever. Yeah, it depends on the time, sure. Right now it'd probably be two hundred or less. Yeah, it's actually um, really, really nice right now. It's, yeah, it's uh, a good time to go. Uh buck thirty Canadian to a dollar. Yeah. I and I can't oversell going to Canada. During Thanksgiving, they don't do Black Friday. Oh, that sounds fantastic! Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Like you, nobody goes shopping for like people go shopping, I'm sure, but just not any more than they normally would. Right. Um, if you haven't been to Montreal, it's just a beautiful, beautiful city. Um, it's very European. Uh, it's it's expensive, of course, but the restaurants they are not afraid of fat. They are not afraid of trying things uh, and, and not, not afraid of hip hop right. <laughs> during your nice meal, which I, I just like that put it over the top. That for just me. made it that much better. Oh my God. It was <laughs> so I'm going to ground where we're going again. Uh, like the stodgy podcast host I am. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go to the last drink we're trying, which is something I've spent some time actually telling people about. Cause I, I've one of my, uh, one of my curling buddies told me about this, and it's been one of the better finds uh, I've seen at a liquor store. I've never seen this before. So be this is uh, the Hochstetter brand of Rock and Rye, which is, I guess what you call a bottled cocktail, basically. So it's a rye-based cocktail with um, ostensibly rock sugar, um, honey, and orange. Interesting. And I've had it, I've had it different. I've had it a couple different brands. This one's the more restrained when it comes to the sugar. I've had another one that was a little too sweet. That was almost yeah. like candy sweet. This is like an actual cocktail you'd get somewhere and you'd feel good about getting. So um, 
I think that's what we're going to try next. Yeah, I, I, I have never, <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never tried it. Uh, I'm excited. It's the other great thing. Price point, twenty bucks again. I've seen it at eighteen. I've seen it at twenty four, twenty five. And that's, I mean, it's. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I do buy expensive bottles of scotch, but for your <clears> money, <throat> I mean, if you if you want to drink whiskey, yeah, for less than a bottle of. Jack Daniels or Jim Beam, and and I'm not knocking Jack Daniels. Jim Beam are are really well made whiskeys, but these are so much more interesting, so much more flavors, and and I and I haven't had this, but I'm I'm excited to try it. Yeah, let's see, see if we get, get it. it. Yeah. Ooh, nice and not, squeaky too. Nice, a little. Yeah, you got that little knob turn on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, right off the bottle, I can smell the orange. See, I I love this. This is one of those finds that I can't. I can't speak highly enough about and how... I just poured some on my leg. I hope that's okay. Nice. That's your leg, yeah, not mine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I prefer my leg than your carpet. I mean, that would be... Uh, I, would feel, I would feel remiss. My, my what, what, what place did I get this carpet from, Carrie? Uh, we got it from... It's like Mr. Second's carpet or... Ollie's. Ollie's. Oh, just what a... What a uh, yeah, not, well, can't stay in that place. But... But, yeah, carpet looks decent. So... so very heavy honey, very heavy orange. Yeah, it smells really, really sweet on the nose, right? I mean, I had the very, very unfortunate shot again in Montreal, which was where um, I, same gentleman who visits here twice a month for, for work, I took him. I was the best man in the wedding. We went to Montreal for the bachelor party so we could enjoy good food and, and, and just have a good time up, sure. up in Canada. Um, one of his buddies is a rep for Jack Daniels. Okay, which is which is wonderful. You know, he, he it's a nice friend to have. A sometimes. nice friend to have. Um, but his thing was the Tennessee honey, and I don't know if you've had it. I haven't. I it's, it's right away. It seems right not. Oh away. boy, I it's so wrong on so many different levels. Like I I I, I can't detest it enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I, rather drink. I'm not going to take it this far, but I would rather drink almost anything. I would rather drink a microwaved Jose Cuervo, <laughs> right, in a shoe. Yeah, you know what it is, and and and, and it, I made the mistake once, once of buying maple flavored bacon. Oh yeah, oh, not it's just oh not, yeah. I know what you're talking not about. Not maple cured or maple wood smoked, which can be delicious, right? That's which is fantastic. Maple flavored bacon, kind of like the pancake syrup of bacon. Correct, and that smell was in my house for weeks. Oh god, and it's that gagging, nasty, over the top concentrate of maple that just is so so not real, right? That that whiskey was exactly the same. I mean, oh. it it was like tasting that smell. It was. Just I've actually bad. tried another another one that was a maple flavored one, and I felt the same way about it. I I I I, I applaud their efforts. You know, like it's good to try new things and try and get other people, other demographics. And it's it's for a lot of people. It's oh, this is more approachable. It's really sweet, which I think we can both agree. Like. You're not getting me with sweet. No, not in the slightest. That's no. that's not how you're going to attract me to something. No, 
I'd rather have good. Yeah. So cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Wow. So it is sweet on the front. There's no getting away from that. Right. But it's not it's not an offensive sweetness. No. You know what it's like? <clears throat> it's kind of like Grand Marnier a little. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that going on. That it's not cognac, because Grand Marnier is a cognac based drink, but it's that sort of fermented orange and sugar flavor. Right. It screams sugar. In, in in a in a not a terrible way. No, no, it's not offensive. It's and it's, it's not, not like a corn syrupy sugar. Right. It's it's like it's sugar, it's cleaner. Then it's orange, and then it's a touch of burn at the end. Yeah, and I like it with a rock because it dissipates the sweetness a little bit. Sure. So it sort of falls it off. No, it's just actually, completely drinkable. Yeah, right. We're gonna do the same thing. We're gonna do a little bit of water again. I think it's a little bit better actually. So I mean, the first time I tried this, it was it was more approachable than a lot of things. I'd probably want to touch less sweetness now. Right. Still, what is is it something I'm happy to have in the cabinet? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's relatively balanced. It's sweet like a Negroni sweet. Right. Which oh, what a great drink. Oh yeah. If if you haven't had a Negroni, and I'm plugging just everything, I think of. so good. It's a it's a it's actually not a recipe. It's a class of drink. So it's it's about the balance of a very bitter, a slightly sweet, and you know a pungent, you know gin flavor. I mean, it's um, so if you haven't had one, uh, a traditional Negroni is Campari gin and uh, sweet vermouth. One part of each. One, yeah, equal parts, just you know mixed up, um, stirred, I believe, not shaken, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I would get chastised in some cocktail bars here for saying, oh, for oh sure. it doesn't matter. But if you're making it at home, you know, either way, if you like it shaken, shake so it. it. If you like it, you know, spun with a spoon, you know, get a good cocktail spoon. They're like two bucks. Right. Like, like Cook's World, like with the little red thing on the end. Just just yeah. go get one. It, they're kind of nice to have. They look nice if you're making cocktails for people. Um, I'm a big proponent of glassware and like barware and having uh, not expensive stuff but the right stuff like have a rocks glass have a highball have a a a tall boy glass like have you don't have to have every beer glass that exists right that's a bit over the top that's a bit over the top you're a hard beer nerd right but having a couple nice glasses is is smart you know especially martini glasses you're gonna pour a martini you should be in a martini glass you know just it's kind of uppity of me but i you know i just I like that shit. I really do. I like that a a drink has a glass. And if I'm going to have that drink, I'd like it in that glass. I don't think that's so wrong, Chris. No, I think I really that's fair don't. enough. I think that's fair enough. I don't have everything, but you know what? I don't make everything at home either. No, but you... you I make the simple stuff. It, but just, it's not something you need to go out tomorrow and buy no. you know, one of every glass you need. No, you just... you, you Next time you're in Goodwill. Yeah, and it's you a know? great place to get it. Absolutely. Yeah, I was actually... I was at their... Somebody told me about it, um, and I went out there, and they had these small rocks glasses. You know, the ones I have now are a little bit bigger. You know, yeah. they're sizable. These are from the 70s, 
and they're labeled from the Rochester Curling Club, which is where I spend a lot of my time oh, during that's the winter. Oh, f- that's a find. It wow. is. And Good for you. They're labeled there from the 70s, and I got six of them for like, you know, four bucks. Yeah. And they're perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not you're not looking at at buying, you know, you're not going to Ralph Lauren in New York and, and buying a $90 cocktail glass. I mean, you do, it doesn't need to be fancy, but finding the appropriate glassware can be very cheap. And 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 chances are you're going to drop and break it anyway because you're drinking. At some point, yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> spending a bunch of money on it, you know. I guess if you're a big wine person, you want to have, you know, the, the wine glasses the you cut like, cut rim or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so we're we're gonna finish off with our yeah. with our rock and rise. Um, very, it is good. You know what? It's, it's good. It is sweet. It's sweet. It's a. I don't want to say. I want to say girly drink, but it's it's a it's a it's very approachable. It's approachable. Yeah, yeah. And you could drink it. But it still it still is a fire of a rye. Oh, sure. Which sure. is which is actually pretty pleasant. Um, and I like a rye too. Yeah. And rye is if you haven't had a rye before versus a bourbon, rye is t- typically going to be a little drier, uh, a little heavier on alcohol. You just, I think, better for a Manhattan traditional or an old ingredient. Yep. Um, whereas you know you, you cuts back on the sweetness from the bourbon. So, mm. so now that that's down, I actually want to bring something up. Ooh, because I know I know you're from Buffalo. I am, yes. Uh, and I know Buffalo. Okay, and I know I know it. Okay, I don't know it very well. Um, and I'm going to say all right off the bat, I grew up in the suburbs. I don't know the city that well. Okay, I'm learning more about it now than I did when I lived there. It's got a great history. It really does. Um, but that's not the question I want to mm. ask. Um, chicken wings. Chicken wings. My wife's from Buffalo. And when we first met, one of the things we both enjoyed was chicken wings. Uh, you know, it's a it's a great it's way a, to great way to talk to a buffalo girl. So we did a comp, <laughs> like we did a competition of Rochester wings. Right. And the initial plan was to go to like a dozen places, but then you realize <laughs> you're eating chicken wings from a dozen places, a very short span of time. It's just it's just not healthy. It's not no. smart. But um, where is the best wing place? In Rochester, I mean, well, I mean, there's so much talk about it. It's, I, I'm not sure we have a great traditional buffalo, buffalo style. Wing. And then let's wing. let's clarify that because yes. that's important, very important. In Buffalo, there is no pepper, there is no uh, smoked paprika. Well, or I mean, there's garlic. definitely there's definitely places that do great other things. Like, right, right. Um, uh, I We're think talking butter, Frank's. Maybe some red wine vinegar or similar just, or something. That, if I'm calling it a buffalo style chicken wing, it's that. Right. There's plenty of places you know, like a uh, like Barville Tavern in East Orange, just supposedly this great Cajun. Went to a place called Elmo's that does like grilled finished Cajun wings. Sure. Amazing. I thought they're fantastic. It's not a traditional right buffalo buffalo style. style chicken wing. And the the quintessential example is Duff's. Right. The awful location near UB. Not, and not the nice one. No, you got to go. You got to go to the kind of the hole in the, the Millersport Highway. It's yeah. the place is a dump. It's an awful place. Um, but that's it's the as far as I'm concerned, it is the quintessential Buffalo chicken wing. It's crispy. It's super vinegary, saucy in a pool of sauce. Oh and, yeah, and in my favorite, this is this is the best part because I've been there. Um, the 19. 
I don't know if it's 70s, uh, wood, like, overlapped bowl that's, like, formed. And you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, it's, like it's it the, looks like it's a parquet bowl. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it, and, and they're, like, a dime a dozen, and, and they, they come in. And, and there's but there's a, no other way that I would prefer to put a chicken wing bone in no. than a checkerboard wooden bowl absolutely that is the way to do it well you're, you're not you're not screwing around with some fancy plating no you're, you're no that place it's it's the it's like nick tahoe's of buffalo right. it's it's a dirty place it's you know the floor's a little bit slippery you're looking at you know wood table booths and yep. they're, they're, as it should be it's not a nice place but it's it's the quintessential as far as i'm concerned buffalo chicken it's not necessarily the Best, and we're getting a Duff's, I guess. I heard. I'm concerned. I'm very concerned because that that anchor bar just that was atrocity. Just, what a disaster that was. Talk about a beautiful space. They did it right. Like they made it so well, and then just completely mismanaged. Nothing it. can live in that spot. By the I, way, it's so weird. It's that East and Alexander Corner. But so for those that don't know off the bat, it's the East and Alexander Corner. It's been. Since I've been in Rochester for 10 years, it's been at least six different things. I think it's like Fliegers right now, and it yeah, was F- McGregor. Filgers. Filgers or, or whatever. It was McGregor's before that, again, mismanaged. And there was Anchor Bar before that, yeah. and it was something else something before, else that, before and that, and something yeah. else before that. Um, it's just, an, it's for whatever reason, it's just not a great location. It's a lot right. of space. Yeah. It's a big place. Yeah. Um, but it was a disaster uh, from top to bottom, that Anchor Bar location. Um I hope the Duffs that comes here is exactly what we expect it to be. Right, and and it I if they're if they're putting their cards in the chicken wings, <clears throat> it should be fine. I hope so. I really do. Um, but as for Rochester, Rochester chicken wings, in, you can let's give you the option not to have the traditional buffalo wing because I don't. There's there's the Boulevard, which is actually right near your house, um, not too far away. Yeah. Which does a traditional buffalo style wing? It's pretty good. A lot of places do. It's also a shithole, which oh. it is, which is great. <laughs> like the cooler is like this tank round cooler in the corner. I hope they still have it. Wow. Um, and the tables are all you know plywood nailed to the wall. Sounds and pretty awesome. Yeah, and yeah, and no, and no, and no. It's it's, um, but they do a good chicken wing. Um, you know, what I had a really good one was a. Uh, L and M Lanes, the, yes. the bowling alley. I, I really, really enjoyed that when we went. It's been a while, yeah. admittedly, um, but we had some really good stuff there that I very much enjoyed. Um, I was going to throw out Windjammers. I've heard a lot. Of, I haven't been there. I heard okay, a lot of good so, things. Again, not a classy place. No, I've heard it's kind of a, a dive for sure. Very much, um, but really good. I, I hesitate to say really good chicken wings because they're not your traditional chicken wings. Like they're going to be different. And they have a whole page of French fries with like different flavorings. Okay, and they're they're frozen French fries. They're nothing yeah. fancy. Sometimes um, that's okay. And, and I I still have issues with it, but it's sometimes it's okay. They have a decent burger. Yeah. Um. It is uncontrollably cheap. There is a dollar beer shelf. Wow. Two dollar import shelf, which I love because. They're microbrews. They're yeah. not imported, but it's the two dollar <laughs> import shelf. And I've I've had a Bigfoot barley wine from that shelf for two dollars, wow, which crazy. a four pack I think is like sixteen bucks or something. Yeah, that's crazy. And I don't know what I don't. I just I don't think they knew what they had. But um, a great place for 
shit food. Yeah, and when I, I mean, say shit food, I mean it in the most endearing way absolutely, possible. Absolutely, in the best possible way. I absolutely understand what you mean. Um, another good... I mean, these are, Now we're getting away from buffalo-style wings, which is the biggest problem. Right. Because well, so like, you're, you're, now you're talking about just basically fried chicken. Right. So like Tony D's. Oh, those wings are good. Yeah. They're very good. Charcoal cooked, but it's like Parmesan and caramelized onions. Yeah. And I like the actually, flavors, actually, though. That pretty was pretty good, good stuff. Um, Could have done a whole show on this. Yeah. Uh, traditional chicken wings. I'm trying to think. I mean, I've had them at a lot of places, but like people of Jeremiah's, I don't see the appeal. I don't think they're. Bee Sting's okay. Yeah. I mean, Bee Sting's okay. I, I always thought it was okay. Um, you know, the distillery, I'm, I never. I mean, they're okay. It's nothing worth talking about. I. I I haven't had good experiences, but that you know, that's that's just my experience. I I do want to plug uh, a place out in Greece because my mm. boys, I've, I've come from Greece, um, the retreat. Okay, which is where is it? It is on Long Pond. Okay, near Jane's Road. Mm. Um, it's in a little plaza. It's in the corner. Um, Everything's in a little just plaza. In Greece. Re, they just remodeled the whole place, and I haven't been there since. But they have Mac in the basement. I can see your face. You're you're like puzzled. Yeah. Absolutely. So underneath the chicken wings, Mac salad. That sounds awful. Well, I know you don't like mayonnaise. So. No, I hate mayonnaise. I, I don't hate mayonnaise as much as other people. But uh, yeah, I, Chris, it's not uh, Chris. Uh, what you call? Yeah, him? Chris Clemens. Yeah, yeah, he hates it. I I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm, so, I'm looking at the menu right now for the retreat. And it's pure fried. Yeah, it's, all fried it's, everything. It's pure, you know, deep fried comfort food. Hundred percent. I see. Oh yeah, it's just, it's classic bar food. But the mac way. in the basement is their kind of innovation. So essentially, if you're familiar with the garbage plate, if you're from Rochester, you should know the garbage plate. Yeah, you should. Um, mac salad, home fries, and then a bunch of meat sauce, hot dog, ketchup, mustard, all that. So what they basically did was just put a layer of mac salad. In the container, the you know the uh, paper, you know takeout container thing, uh, and then pour the wings and sauce over the top. So what happens is all that great, delicious, spicy sauce mixes in with the mayonnaise and the uh, 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 pasta salad underneath. It's 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 a soft spot for me, man. I'm it's sure really some, good. I'm sure you love it, and I'm sure a lot of people love it. That sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, no offense. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? You know what? I, and I'm I'm not going to go there and get that. But this this is actually a place I'm actually interested in trying because it's you don't get a lot of places that just focus on simple yeah simple stuff. And that's not to say I don't wish they did all the simple stuff better. Right. Because I think you can do all this stuff, and you say, hey, you're doing you know pizza fingers and curly fries. I, I almost wish, and this is sort of an aspirational wish, I wish some place would do all that sourced. Right. You know, do all that stuff. Don't Not cooking it healthy, but using like local ingredients yeah, and yeah. doing it properly. Not buying the frozen whatever. I think that would be really cool place. to do that here. Yeah. Something there was like a that. place, um, believe it or not, out in, uh, again, in Greece... And I'm never gonna. It's right in front of Braemar Country Club. It's a classic, like a, a burger place. Yeah, you know, smash burgers. Uh, but they did like twice fried curly fries. 
Yeah, which like legit, and you know, malt vinegar and it's white hard, vinegar. hard to beat curly fries. Sometimes. I mean, and and it, I oh gosh, I wish I could remember the name of the place. And I know that if people listen will remember it and probably tell you about it. But yeah. um, a cool little place, um, kind of an old school, you know, ice cream place in the back, a la Shaler's, uh, right? Which is you know Rochester mainstay. Um, you know what? I think I know what you're talking about. I think I've I've seen it before. Yeah, it's a little shack almost. It's right on Ridge Road. Yeah, it's actually. I remember it. I, I, I've, I've actually been there. Have you? Yeah, I know it's what you're terrible. talking I, about. This is the, the name thing. Listen, we name? just blame it on the whiskey. We had four. We had we had samples. We name couldn't. game. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a nice restaurant. If you're going for a curly fry, absolutely, and sometimes that's perfect. I you're mean, gonna I, stick to the seat a little. I yeah, mean, I grew up around the corner from one of those places <laughs> in Buffalo. Yeah, it was one of those places that people went to in Buffalo. And it's a place we never went, but you know, every so often you go there now and it's you can get a Salmon's hot dog, some curly fries, and it's right. exactly what you want at the time. It's McDonald's before McDonald's became McDonald's. Right. right? Like it's a consistent, cheap, you know, tasty meal. Yep. The Sullivan's Charboil. Yeah, Sullivan's. Thank you. And Thank I, you. I have been, I actually went in there and Sullivan's. I had something once, yeah. But we're kind of focused on the west side now. Um, all these other places are popping up. But I, I, I really do uh, think, even at, at, the, at the lowest of levels, if you will, not even, I, I, low is probably the wrong terminology. But Yeah, but I, I think we know what you're talking quick about. Quick fast food that's yeah. not a chain. Um it's a pretty, it's a pretty good spot. I mean, I, I, I haven't eaten there in years. I'll be honest. Sure, but, but it's not the place that's going to change either. Right, right. They do but something well. I've always thought that opening one of those places that would be sourced. It's kind of what, what the playhouse is going to do. Right. And it's Which you know is, how a, exciting is that? So exciting. Um. Uh, and I've mentioned it before, but the the burger barcade opening in the South Wedge. Um. Well, it's I guess it's technically Swilberg. Right, um, but it's edge of the South Wedge Playhouse and Swillburger. Right, yeah, the... it's a double business all in yeah. one location. Yeah, um, but a wax paper burger. I mean, no plates, no silverware. You just get it and cram it in your face, like that's with how sourced it should meat. Be. Right, with local meat. Right, yeah. sourced meat and potatoes and everything yeah. else and ice cream and. Yeah. So it's like that place done to modern standards. It's it's hard to do that. I think it's hard because people have expectations of what it was. Right. And I think like that to make a you know, a bar food junk place, it's kind of the you know what the what a gastropub is nowadays. Right. You know, a true gastropub. And I think we could do better with that here still. There's there's a few places I think that are doing a, a pretty good job. Yeah, and there there's places trying to like um like another great, another good wing that I like, uh, the the Buddha Pub wing. Yeah, I was just gonna say Buddha Pub. Yeah, and it's not it's not a traditional, you know, it's a it's a Korean uh, breaded wing with different sauces, a little um, fish sauce in there. Yeah, pretty tasty too. If you haven't tried fish sauce, it could not be a nastier product, it but it could smells. not be a tastier. It's fermented fish in and the it, sun. It's basically fish. It's the essence of fish water. Right. It's what it's what secretes from a fish that sits in the sun for a month and a half. Yeah. And it smells like that. Oh, yeah. But it tastes so good. And you don't want it to have it by itself because it tastes no, awful by itself. No, no. You got to But when it you in. put a dash into your tomato sauce or... It's, yeah, it's I was like going to say anchovies. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. an anchovy, but you know, it's, 
but stronger. And you just put a dash in, and it just it opens up that savory world right. to whatever you're making. Next time you do a pesto, don't use salt. Use an anchovy or two. Yeah. Like, it gives you that depth of flavor, almost like a dry-aged steak would. Not, and not, not the same way, but there's a, there's a nuttiness and a depth you get from an anchovy. Uh, or a fish sauce that right. you can't really replicate. But people think, I'm not going to say all people, but some people think, like, I, I'm not eating an anchovy. That's disgusting. Like, I'm going to eat the bones, and it's 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 super salty, and it's like a, a year-old fish. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be part of that. Or fish sauce, which we just described, is, is not... It's not an appealing thought, but... It's not appealing by itself at all. Once you start... To put it with other flavors, it really does change the way you know the way you perceive that food, and that's the pock pock. The wings are a fish sauce based, right? You know, fish uh, sauce, soy sauce, chili. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think brown sugar or something. Like, there's this. There are honey or something. There's a sweet component. Yeah, which kind of like kind of like uh, um, Buddha pub, right? And um, so that was uh, what I was going to bring up is. Uh, one of the my favorite guys on the internet who I've talked about before, um, Serious Eats, uh, Kenji Lopez, uh, Kenji Lopez Alt, um, when he's making vegetarian dishes or trying to add savoriness, it's always um, fish sauce, um, fish sauce, marmite, miso, anchovies. It's all these things. You can make vegetarian food great with miso and. Uh, marmite and things like that, right. adding that savoriness. Is uh oh, is fish? Hold on, no. Oh wait, wait, fish... wait. Hold on a second. I got, I have a note from the couch. Note from the couch. Well, I was just thinking, in terms of the appreciation of fish sauce or anchovies, the best way to do it is try to make something you know, like Caesar salad dressing sure. or pad thai. Where if you don't include those things, you you feel like something's missing. It's like you yeah, it's don't noticeable. Appreciate it until you need it, and you're like, why is yeah. this wrong? So yeah, to recap, just because she's yelling from the couch and she's not in front of a microphone, because um, <laughs> she's lazy. Um, it, it, it's something that you might not recognize isn't there until you try cooking it without it. Without it, it yeah. Well. And you miss that miss that characteristic. Well, if you've ever. And it's rarer and rarer these days, but if you've ever had like a, a table side Caesar salad prepared, I mean it's <laughs> it's a classic thing. And I, I there's a, a place out in Tug Hill called Steak and Brew, um, which is actually a pretty good restaurant considering mm. where it is. Um, and it's a, it's a snowmobile restaurant. Which okay, if you're in this area and uh, if you're in Tug Hill, especially they get just feet upon feet upon feet of snow just constantly. So they're, the main form of transportation is snowmobiles. So people will pull in, snowmobiles, hop off. So it's a very casual place. But the owner is still cooking and still preparing. And he comes to the table and he does, you know, he has his knife and he, he shaves garlic. Old school. He, you know, de-yolks a couple eggs, fresh grape Parmesan cheese. That sounds Anchovies, awesome. whisks it in a bowl, tosses a salad right in front of you, feeds it to you. It's... it's wonderful and what, what's the name again steak and brew i don't know they may not they may not be in business i mean this was years ago maybe five or six years ago turin new york yeah, yeah. I've, I've found it i am intrigued i it's it is a charming place to be it's one of those 
sort of cabin-like feels. You know, there's probably a fireplace in there uh, with snowmobile helmets up above it, like from people riding in. It's, it's yeah, a, it looks it looks really old school, and if you know the right things, you I'm sure you'll enjoy yourself. And if that's a real Caesar salad done properly at the table, that's an experience. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, it's cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's something I'm definitely be interested yeah. in. Yeah, and the, the cool. anchovy component there is the critical is, is critical absolutely. And you're not going to get that. You're not going to get the flavor that a, a true Caesar salad is without it. No, it's it's not the same thing. Then no. it's just a you know, almost a vinaigrette, and, it's, and they're not count. on the salad. They're mixed in into the dressing. the dressing, right? They're yeah. kind of pulverized in with the forks. It's in the dressing, and yeah, you know, when they put it on top, it's not the same thing. No. Because you're eating an anchovy on lettuce, you're not having a, a dressing. Salad, yeah. Yeah. There's an emulsification that happens right. when they, you know, when they when they kind of twist all those ingredients up. Yeah, emulsification. I'm just trying to sound fancy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that fancy. So to finish off the chicken wing conversation, I think you know that I, I'm sure there's other places. I'm oh, missing. definitely. Um, and obviously every pizza place makes them. Yeah, but the hardest part is transporting. If you transport chicken wings, they're gonna get soggy and awful. Right. So it's funny. This is a little little aside here. In Buffalo, they come in a cardboard box, no foil, and the cardboard absorbs a lot of that moisture. So the cardboard is soggy, but the wing is still relatively crispy. No, a lot of pizza places still do. Foil and styrofoam, right? Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you always have that like the little melted part because they dumped them in right out of the yeah, fryer. Of um, eh, little little styrofoam in with your wing. No, it's it. just extra flavor. Yeah, dimensions. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, but no, I, I I saw that and I was like, why did they serve it? And it wasn't like a pizza box. It was just a like the like the shape of a brick almost, but a little bit taller. Um, and open it up. I'm like, wow, why, why would they do that? And then I when I reached in, the cardboard on the side was wet, but the wing was kind of dry, and it wasn't. Condensated completely to just ruin status. I That's pretty that was cool. Pretty inventive. Yeah. I don't know if using a cardboard box is that inventive, but right. it made sense. In the application, it made sense. So let's let's hope for the best for Duff's is what we're saying. Yes. That I would like to see Duff's. I'd like to see Duff's not change anything. If they can yeah. bring the wooden bowls and they can, you know, not screw around with the sauce, don't try to make a Rochester wing. Just do what they do and and I think it'll be good. I you know the other place I, you can only Quimby's. Hope so. I don't know if you've been to Quimby's. I think I've probably been there, but I don't have any recollection because where where was that again? It's so Quimby's <laughs> is an RIT bar, and it's essentially on Winton and Jefferson. It's in the Win Jeff. Oh yeah, not yeah, the Win Jeff. Is it the Win Jeff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know what it's you're not about. the big plaza. It's a little plaza. If you're coming, if you're going south on Winton and take, you're going to take a right on to Jefferson, where Tali of India is. Yes, yeah. and where um. Where the dim sum Chinese place yeah. used to be, yeah. uh, Cantonese house, which it has since moved, it has since moved off of Western Indiana Road, yeah, right. Uh, legitimate, like hand cut. Uh, I can't think of it now. For a Reuben, uh, oh corned beef, corned beef, yeah. like and a, and a good one, sure. Uh, tater tots, which are you know. Kind of a dime a dozen now. It Hard seems to like, beat tater tots sometimes. Oh. When you want a tater tot, you can't really substitute anything else for it. No. Which, you know, Cajun tots at Acme. That's, that, that place is kind of hard to beat for junk food. Oh, you got to run home, but... Yeah. It's it's good. Between the Cajun tots or the, the chicken finger subs, 
like when you're talking yourself a, re- a pretty real deal yeah chicken fingers i usually if i do get wings um it's a rarity like w- once a I try, year yeah i try not to have them too much and it, i usually go acme hot so they have an acme sauce which is kind of sweet and they have a hot but you go 50 50 it's a nice balance all their stuff's a little too sweet for my taste yeah. i want it's hard when, 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 I want, when I yeah, want the buffalo style. I don't want anything else. And, and Jessica, my wife, the same way. So uh, this isn't a wing. She'll say this yes. isn't a wing. Like, like, and I get it. They, they, they do have it. They have it done really well. I mean, it, it's a phenomenal wing. A lot of people like it, yeah. And you don't use the blue cheese, which is so sad. No, no. You I guys mean, were talking about this in, one, in another podcast, and and I, I, I was yelling at my <laughs> headphones. I'm like, damn you all! No one's mentioning this. The creaminess, in the same way the chocolate balanced out that peaty scotch, the creaminess and sharpness of that blue cheese helps cut that vinegar. No, you've got to live with it. No, it, it, gotta creates, an, it. it creates a, a new flavor. I think that's a nice balance. Okay, so you're not wrong. Like, in, in, in the grand scheme of things... Well, thank you. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you're right. I would never put it on a chicken wing. Right. Well... I would eat it with the vegetables. I can't. Well, I can't. Because I there's no reason to eat a vegetable without blue cheese and buffalo. Right. Um, well, they're, get, they're getting better. I, I, old school. Buffalo proper. They yeah, got I some, mean, nice some great places yeah. now, yeah. Um, but when it comes to chicken wings, you live with it. You buy a hot wing, you you sit with it. and You, you suffer through you the You deal heat. with it. You sweat. You Your nose runs. And if you're buying, you get your medium wings at Duff's or medium or more. Your face gets flushed, yep. your nose runs, you start sweating, and and that's a good point to make. Like medium at Duff's is probably very hot. It's hotter than else. most places here that do yeah. hot, yeah. yeah. But it's there's that certain feeling when you eat them that it's hard to replicate. But let me let me ask you this question. Do they ever serve wings without blue cheese? No. Okay, so there's a reason it's there. So yeah, to eat the celery and carrots no, with it. Oh no, no, no! You, <laughs> you gotta mash that that hot sauce mixed with the mayo and the sour cream and a little bit of garlic powder. Like uh, I don't know. I, I gotta I'm, say, I don't think I've ever done that. This could I mean, be I've this could it, be a battle it's... to the death. And I, I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> legitimately, I'm I'm oh, blue cheese all the way. All right, I'll put that shit on Cheerios. <laughs> mm, blue cheese, I do love blue cheese though. I yeah, the, I mean, and that's that dressing is so far removed from what a good blue cheese is. I do so wanna, completely different. Um, like a, a a center cut of a, a Stilton wheel is is <sighs> something to. If you haven't had Stilton before, it's it's. Stupidly expensive. It's a classic British cheese, uh, sheep's milk, right? I yeah. Um, it's smoky. It's rich. It's briny. It's it's really really good. Stilton's I, nice, and I, there I have a, there's better cheeses out there. I just yeah. I have another personal favorite, uh, the Valdeon. I believe it's also a sheep milk cheese, and so strong, so yeah. sharp. It's it's footy and pungent and almost spicy on the tongue. Yep. Those are those are the kind of cheeses I like yeah. and makes my wife run for the hills. Yeah. Well, everything in I don't want to say everything in moderation cuz to hell with that. I don't have an off <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I didn't come equipped with an off switch. Sadly, um uh, I I when I was younger, my 
I, you know, I'm, I've always been a heavy guy. Um, and my brother was like, well, just, you know, eat an apple. So I had seven. Oh, I love eating lots of fruit. Right. But I mean, I mean, like, that's just how I am. Like, if you, you tell me like, oh, this is good for, I'll have 11 or 14 of them. I, that's, you, you and I have very similar style when it comes to that. Like, I remember eating oranges by the, by the half dozen, just, just, oh, this orange is great. Let's have another one and another. Yeah. Just keep going. Oh, yeah. Bananas. If, if too. one's good, 12's great. No. Oh, yeah, okay. cherries too. Cherries oh, and cherries. grapes. I'll eat two, three pounds at a time, which is a whole other issue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you got to be a little careful. Yeah, there, there, there's issues with that. But I'll eat, they are I'll delicious. Eat, they I'll are eat delicious. two, three pounds of grapes at a, in a sitting. Sure. Because I, it's, the grapes are great. I just, I like, I like excess sometimes. And it's definitely, it's something I've, I've tried to work on. It's, Difficult. Here, here, here's my feeling on it. I'm okay with me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, yeah. it may have taken me 36 years, but I'm okay with me. And 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 me likes me some chicken wings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I I like I like what I like. I'm gonna continue to enjoy it. I will. I will do things of a healthy nature. Um, I do work two full time jobs, so I, I'm I'm constantly going. Um, it's not enough. I can do more, but I'm not going to stop enjoying some of the things that I like. Well, and you know what? I mean, I, and to, to say the truth, like I'll go a lot of days having not eaten meat. Right. Because like during the day I'll eat vegetable soups that I made and enjoy them a great deal because I love vegetables. And there's I love veg- stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. There's vegetables that can taste like me. You, you get a nice porcini mushroom. Oh. And that's a, that's a meaty... It's a meaty meal. I mean, it, it can, it can, you don't have to have meat to, to make it, you know, a meal. I have a buddy, my buddy Jay, um, who, you know, if, if it ain't meat, it ain't a meal, you know, that kind of, that kind of attitude. Yeah. The old school. And yeah. he's also six, four and like 110 pounds. So, oh God. Yeah. yeah those that kind of guy. Those people. Uh, those people. So, but he's, he's a genuinely good guy, but, um, he eats meat at every meal. And I just, I, I, I do occasionally. I do like a protein. Oh, I do too. I mean, um, no doubt about it. But I'll, I'll, I'll have an egg with a dish rather than a, a piece of meat. Like I said, I was eating a lot of fish. Um, I think it's. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I mean, obviously, you don't want to eat a burger and French fries and chicken wings every meal f- for the rest of your life. I mean, that's no. just not smart. You gotta, you gotta get out there and try. Fresh vegetables, and like I said before, like salt, pepper, olive oil, roasted in the oven. Yeah, i I challenge you to find a vegetable that doesn't work with that cooking method, and it could not be easier. Cucumber, yeah, cucumber. We got from the from the peanut from the yeah, thanks peanut gallery. Cucumber, well, but great examples like Brussels sprouts, asparagus, broccoli, cauliflower. Um, all those things. Are all the all right now, squash, squash, parsnips, and, oh, eggplants. All eggplant, of these are yeah. delicious, and not and not uh, offensive in any way. I no. mean, you're, we're talking about really subtle flavor. Um, and if you happen to have a, a 16 inch cast iron pan uh, <laughs> that you've seasoned for six years, uh, look you, at look at that callback oh, that man. he pulled out there. Uh, the the roasted flavor you'll get off of those vegetables from the history of that pan is 
second to none. I one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I love chicken thighs, and I will trim so most so of the skin flavor. off because it's just if you leave the skin on, even four in that one big pan uh, will create almost a quarter inch of fat. So yeah. I trim I trim a lot of the skin off, but I'll do a nice dose of salt, smoked paprika, you know, some thyme, white pepper. I like a lot because it's a sort of farmy flavor to it. Um, but I'll put just root vegetables around, like potatoes, mm. uh, carrots, parsnips, and I'll just throw the whole pan in the oven for an hour, and I'll pull the chicken out after about 35, 40 minutes once it's cooked and kind of browned, and then there's a little fat left in the pan, and they just, you kind of mix around those vegetables. Yeah, there's 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 a heavy dose of fat there, but fat is not a, a negative thing. Like well, we, and, we require it in our diet. And when you're dealing with real animal fats... right. They taste so much better. It's hard. It's hard. Like one of the best pieces of potato I ever had was in San Francisco. Um, it's at a. It was a food cart outside the Ferry Plaza Market, uh, or Ferry Market, whatever. I forget the actual other words. Um, and it's a food truck that does rotisserie chickens and porchetta. So the chickens and the porchetta are on the top layers, ah, and at the so bottom, dripping down. All the drippings are going down onto the potatoes at the bottom on the flat tops. Oh, that sounds magical. And boy, is it magical. It's There's just so much richness in those potatoes. I'm actually now, I'm, I have to put that back on the list of what <laughs> yeah. we're going to have when we're there. Yeah, Assuming it's still it. open. Yeah. yeah That's lo- definitely. Local yeah, listings. You'd have to, I'm going to force you to go back there. Um, so good. Yeah. What a, I mean, a potato, what a simple thing. But once you add some fat to it, it really does. It can become almost anything you want it. It can be so much greatness. Right. I mean, potato chips. Right? I mean, how, I mean, a even, fresh fried potato chip, like if you go to Marty's, uh, Marty's on Park. Right. A fresh Another fried chip. Gym, yeah. yeah. It's so much, so much tastier than uh, like a Lay's potato chip. It's got crunch. It's got less fat. It's it's just a better product overall. French fries. I mean, it's hard. I've had some French fries. I'm I'm kind of a, admittedly a French fry whore. Mm. Um, I had my first French fry, real French fry experience in college. Um, I'd had French fries my whole life, and you got the dining hall French fries and whatever, but they're all frozen, you know, par cooked potatoes that are cooked frozen, and then they fry them and they cooks them again. So a true potato has to be cooked twice. It has to be soaked in water to get rid of the starch. I mean, there's some there's some steps you have to take. Um, and a small restaurant in Alfred, which if you've never been to Alfred, everything is small. There's two colleges and two bars. Right. Can, it's can give you a middle of nowhere. Scope, yeah. Middle of absolutely nowhere. But um, guy was a sort of his father was a famous potter in the area, and he he came back and opened a restaurant, Cafe Za. And did pommes frites, Belgian French fries, skinny cut, you know, fried, salted, and fried. And served with an aioli, I believe. Yeah, Belgian style yeah. makes sense, yeah. And I had just never had, legitimately, in my 22 years at that point, never had a non-frozen French fry. I'd never had a oh. real French fry. And I, I don't think they may have existed in New York. Yeah. But they certainly didn't exist in Rochester. 
Not I mean, regularly. No, you had crinkle cuts. You had the the wedges. You had, but never. Or yeah, waffle fries, curly. Fries, but they were never a fresh cut potato. Which not that not many. Yeah, there's so it's so much different. It there's so much potato flavor. Shocking, <laughs> you yeah. know. Like you actually taste the potato, which is great. Um, but that that experience kind of is what transformed me to say, well, wait a minute, I'm. What am I missing here? So I, quick story. I was running the wood Of course, it's, gonna, it's yeah. a quick story. Yeah, there's no let, quick. Let me, I'm going to put a footnote. This yeah. is a quick story. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, quick story. <laughs> I'm, I'm working uh, in the wood shop. I'm responsible to open it at 7 a.m. And um, Cafe Za was that restaurant. And Eric Cushing is the owner. And he was there at, five in the morning, six in the morning, prepping for the day's meals, and, and everything was cooked to order. He did a wonderful black bean chili with chocolate. Which sounds, sounds fresh, delicious. Fresh cornbread, cilantro, and really, really good stuff, mm. and like four bucks. Oh, you know, yeah. it's college town, and there's, there's, you know, there's no money. You're broke. So I would go in there at 6 a.m. and do a shot of espresso with him, and then I'd get a coffee to go, and I'd sit above the glass blowers and watch them blow glass and then open the wood shop an hour later. But I talked to Eric, the chef and owner, every morning for an entire semester. And, and in talking to him, learned so much about what fresh food is and why it's okay to eat those French fries because they're not overly processed crap. It's, it's a, a potato he got locally cut fried twice and, and gave to you and it was just it, really good I, I it's it's a drive um and i actually just looked it up it looks like it's officially closed really oh, yeah it looks like bad. looks like it's dead that's too bad unfortunate good experience and i think it's college town so i mean you can go to the unimart and get a, a pizza for four bucks you know, <laughs> at three yeah. in the morning so i it's tough uh I, it's too bad and i'm sad to hear that but um Learned a lot from him. It was kind of the first chef I talked to on a on a daily basis, and we talked espresso, we talked, you know, potatoes, we talked, and we just talked about food. And at the time, I was very into being in shape and being athletic, and I was only eating skinless, boneless chicken breast and all that. I've been there, man. Yeah, I've I, done it before. Yeah, I've, I mean, I, I, there was a time where you know I was in pretty good shape, but it, it, here, here and there, right? And, and it was. It was a good experience to talk to somebody who knew good food and, and who cared about this product. And I think that experience kind of pushed me into exploring more about what good food is and why certain foods taste so much better. And a lot of times it's just being fresh. I mean, it's being clean and fresh. I mean, you can't back to that oven thing. Just em- embrace embrace salt, the ingredients. Salt, pepper, olive oil. Yeah. Embrace the ingredients. Enjoy buy it when what they're it fresh. Is. And buy it when they're fresh. Right. Enjoy what it is when corn's fresh. Eat yeah. the corn. Yeah. When Brussels sprouts are coming out, don't eat corn anymore. Yeah. Eat Brussels sprouts. Don't make salsa in January. No. It's going to be terrible. It's going right. to taste like chlorine. Mm. Mm. Sounds delicious. Chlorine salsa. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's It's an interesting thing to think about food, not only locally, but food... At its proper time. And I think it's, it's, we have seasons here. Yeah. Things come out when they're ready. 
eat them when they're ready. Embrace the winter. Eat the root vegetables. Do as best you can. You're never going to be perfect. If you could can. If you if you're going to be perfect, it's great to can. I, I, I've never. It's a I'm lot not, of work. I'm not going to do it. It's a lot. Of work. More likely than not. But if I can find places that do it and go to restaurants that do it, I'll try to. Um, you can get some great flavors that way too. Yeah. I'm not going to do it most of the time. I mean, I'll, I'll freeze some things. I'll. If you don't have a job, it's real easy. <laughs> a dramatic pause. Did I touch on something there? I, did, I didn't mean to. Dramatic pause for dramatic pause. Dramatic pause for my wife that yeah, for my wife that just quit her job. Yeah. Yay, oh, congratulations! Job. Well, you know what? I it's 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 a lot of work. It's uh, my grandparents' house had a, a canning cellar. My grandfather also made his own wine, and and it was. That was a part of their existence, and most of the vegetables we ate were from their garden, which another great experience. Um, my brother, I, I love my brother. My brother is the firstborn son, and I didn't think this mattered, but when we would go to grandma's house and grandpa's house, my brother got a cheeseburger every meal whenever he wanted. I had to eat whatever they made for themselves. <laughs> I, I, this is not a joke. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little bitter about it. But <laughs> even you know, thirty years later. Um, but no. But my brother still eats cheeseburgers, and he's expanded a little bit. But he wouldn't touch a mushroom if you paid him. And at the time, I was really pissed about it. I, I mean, I remember one time having to eat smoked chicken Ooh! now as a five-year-old now what you're looking for is smoked chicken i wanted a cheeseburger like my brother had yeah no david you're having smoked chicken it sucked i was pissed i mean i i'm five years old like i can i get a fucking cheeseburger like my brother's got one right there like exactly so I could not, as an adult, be happier that that happened because it, what it did is it forced me to try a bunch of things that I would have never tried and kind of, I think, laid the foundation of being an adventurous eater, being somebody who's willing to try new things and uh, be okay with new flavors and, and new experiences. And, and I, I, you know, I just recently, in the last probably three years, had Lebanese food. I'd never had Lebanese food. Which oh, it's is so good too. Very good. Oh, fatouche. Mm, it's all very tasty. I the so a fatouche salad has sumac berries on it. Adds that lemony sort of component. It's one of those completely underused ingredients in like American cuisine. I think it, yep. it's caught on like in the high dining, like that's used there now. Right. And in the the hyper local, when they deal with hyper local now, you'll you'll find people using sumac instead of lemon. Um, that makes sense. You know, when it's they won't use anything outside of a 30-mile radius of the restaurant or, you know, stuff like that. Almost for, like that, uh, there's a foraging restaurant in Denmark. I yeah, think. Noma, similar yeah. to that, yeah. It's that modern style. Um, you'll see more of that there. But it's it's a great ingredient, and it's something you, if you can try it, you really should. It's an, it's an eye-opener. It's, it's, if you haven't had it, it's like lemon. Right. Like, you could probably take a stick of it, swirl it in water, and add some sugar and make a pink lemonade. That'd be delicious, actually. I mean, really I bet cool. you could. Yeah. Um, I I really like shawarma. 
Which, if you're if you're not familiar, is, is Euro. Euro is the easiest one that most people know. Shawarma is any, not any, but it's the, um, you know, Turkish, Lebanese. Um, Have you been to Sultan? No, oh, yeah, many okay. times. Many that's times. so that's kind of my guilty pleasure. Um, I'm not sure how guilty it is. There's a lot. Of, yeah, a lot no, of it's good very fresh and like their tabbouleh hummus is really their good. Tabbouleh just, salad's phenomenal. I have not had the tabbouleh salad. They cut it to order. Do they really? Yeah, it's very good. Okay, well, I'll have to check that out. We were just there a couple of days. My wife and I were there just a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's that's my favorite tabbouleh salad because it's a lot of them are too much wheat, too much bulgur wheat. This one's almost all parsley, very little of the filler. It's just parsley. And lemon and brightness. Oh, it's so and bright. Awesome. That parsley is, and I think it comes on like the shawarma plate. Yeah. So if you get like the combo, it's really good. Thing, which I like that place a lot. Is I think nine fifty. Yeah, it's the place it's is still food a for steal. two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the first what? city newspaper review I did was of uh, of that place. Really, really good experience. I mean, if you haven't been there, it's it's it is a classic sort of ethnic food place. It is not fancy. No, it's definitely not. Uh, the it's. Just very simple table, tray, chairs. You throw your own stuff away. Yep. I mean, it's but no it's frills. a focus. On, you know, Pharrell's is focused on the food, and and it, it is really good. Yeah, the Zatar Manakish is very good. One of my favorite things. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those cool places, and it's it's just outside of College Town now, where you hope that the the people that are experiencing College Town will take that two minutes to get outside of it and try something like that. Or Abyssinia, yeah, or Abyssinia, right Ethiopian, right next to it. Um, you hope people will go outside of the college town and go there, or go to the Soup Spoon across the street. Yeah, you know, all, I haven't, I haven't been to the Soup Spoon. All good restaurants, Cambodian, right? Cambodian, yeah, and it, it plays very similar to Vietnamese in a lot of ways, very similar dishes. But like, take the time to go to those places outside of there and enjoy what it has to offer. So, as a and I've talked to you enough times, mm. and I have my my notes in my my phone. <laughs> like, there's probably half a dozen places or more that you've told me, and I, I'll try. But if I'm just a guy on the street, I'm probably not going to walk into you know the soup spoon. And I, and, and I'm not. saying that I'm not, I'm saying that not me personally, right? But how do I get past? I'm just looking for advice here, and and, and I don't think. Maybe it's advice for me directly, but how do I get past my fear of I'm walking down the street? I really want to try something new. How do I just walk into one of these places and give it a go? Some of them are easier. Some of them make it easier. Like the Soup Spoon is very approachable from a decor standpoint. It looks like a nice restaurant. At least I haven't been to the one in Victor, but the one next to College Town. It looks like it belongs there. It's bright. It's new. It's big tiles on the floors. It looks modern. You know, Sultan doesn't. Abyssinia doesn't. I think you have to be just open to trying things for what they are and ignoring the frills sometimes. I love those places. They're, and I, I think it's, it's where... From a value standpoint. Oh, huge value. Unbeatable. And I think that's where I try to tell people is, if you don't want to eat there, don't eat there. Take the food to go. Um, take it home, enjoy it there, and then maybe you'll go back again. Try, try and appreciate it for what it is, and there's always an entry point for people. Um, not everybody's going to enjoy every dish at every place, but you can go there and find something that anybody can enjoy. Right. If, I, you, I, if you approach it the right way, and 
how do you get over this, you know, the, the, the front look? Just go in and ask somebody. I've been to some weird places in and around where I work. Uh, off of, you know, Lyle Ave and Lyle Ave and Dewey and those areas. And Old I'll go, neighborhood, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'll go in and I'll ask, what, what should I eat here? I'll talk to the people around. I'll talk to the people serving the food. I'll just, what, what should I get? Kind of reminds me of El Latino, which you I turned me on place. to. love that place. That's, that's, one, that's even a very approachable one for that, too. I, great experience. Cool place, isn't it? It is not where you'd expect to find amazing food. Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of great places and um just there's a lot of places in the city that most people would not go to regularly to find stuff. It's where you should go to find great food because there's a lot of great food in and around the city and you you should be going there for great food. Well, they what they should do is read your article. Say look at that. Yeah, nice. Look at that. Setting you up. But like El Latino and uh, the original uh, El Sabor de la Isla and uh, El uh, Pilon Criollo over on uh, North Clinton. By Avenue A, right? Yeah. And it's it's another, it's a beautiful restaurant. There, there's so many. Um, uh, Reggae Jamaica over on, uh, I think it's uh, Lexington, uh, Ridgeway in Dewey. Uh, there, there's so many. Uh, Pepper Pot in, off, the, off the grid in the South Wedge, off of Gregory. Um, so many great restaurants that are just woefully ignored by the the masses because they're not in traditional locations in Henrietta or they don't look quite right or the Strip in Greece or Webster. Just because they're not there, they get ignored by by the masses, and it's really unfortunate. Well, they're great places. And the other thing too is that peanut gallery. <laughs> well, I, we are due for a double date with one of my now former co-workers and his wife, they have two young kids and they're trying to find something different. They always go to DeBella's, DeBella's, DeBella's. And it's mm. like, we want to go do something different. And I'm like, well, we got some ideas for you. And it's like, well, we want to be able to take the kids, you know, when we're done with our double date. And it's like, okay, well, trying to find one of those places, not just I'm a guy on the street, but where do you take your family? Yeah, and that's, that's, it's a, that's so just just to me, I don't know if that came through on the on the recording. So she's saying we we have to take one of her uh, former coworkers out to a uh, place, you know, uh, husband and wife, two kids, and they want a place that they can go to, and then take the kids later. And I, I think at some point you really do have to. There's very few places that there's going to be problems if you show up and eat your food. Or take take out and go. Yeah, they're not going to throw rotten tomatoes at no, you when you walk in the door. I mean, these are places that are serving the community. <laughs> places you go, you get your food, you take it to go, you go home. I mean, some of the places are really aren't. It's a t- they're takeout places. A lot of yeah. them. I've sat down eating a lot of the places. It, it's fine. And if they've been there a while, yeah, there's probably a reason they've been there a while. Absolutely, and they're probably doing something <laughs> right. I'm, it, when I go to New York, uh, and I, I do go sometimes for my for my small comp- my leather goods company, um, and do events with some pretty pretty cool places, but um, one meal I will base off of smell. It's usually breakfast or usually like an early lunch, and I'm usually a little hungover, but whatever. I'm I will walk. 
down the street, and if I catch something that smells good, I'll stop. And I'll just I'll walk in and see what it's all about. Uh, this past trip, it was an Asian place. Um, they did a seafood pancake. Oh, I love, love pancakes. Very light, thick, kind of puffed up. I think I think Buddha Pub does a version. Yeah, and uh, one, my favorite one in Rochester is at uh, Sodam Korean over near uh, Lori's Natural Foods. I haven't been to Sodam. I've oh, been boy. to what's the other place right across? There's Young's on Mushroom. Yes, Young's yeah. on Mushroom. That's the one I yep. went to. Um, but I, that was my. I had a seafood pancake for breakfast, Ooh, and I could not awesome. have been happier. And the restaurant was half the size of this room. Yeah, I mean, you, you could not eat in there. You just go in, you get it, you walk out, you. Push it into your face and go. And I love going to like uh, Chinatowns and doing that. Yeah. Going to you know the little dumpling shop that is the size of this room or smaller. You walk in, nobody speaks English, and you go, point, 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 point. Yep. It's gonna turn out well. Dim sum style, right? Yeah, exactly. And you you go to the places where it's breakfast and there's ten guys in there buying dumplings for breakfast. You're gonna turn out fine. Everything's gonna be okay. Just relax. If there's people there buying food, whenever you're there, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You don't go to the place where nobody's at, that nobody's buying stuff at lunchtime. If you go to the place that's busy, you don't need to speak the language. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And you can, even if you don't recognize, I mean, if you're looking, give El Latino another plug, if you're looking at the trays of food. There's some great stuff in those trays. Oxtail. Oxtail's amazing. Such How a great dare cut. you not try oxtail? Like, so tasty. You gotta try. I mean, and and it sounds so wrong to like to 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 your brain. I'm gonna eat a tail, but it's delicious. It really is. Oxtail's great. Pig's tails are great. I've had those uh, elsewhere. And um, the first time I had um, was referred to as hog maw. Was there pig stomach? Yeah. So it's stewed pig stomach in a delicious broth you know same kind of stew they do on everything else similar at least it's so flavorful really tasty and one of the better things they make there it's just i think sometimes for first not not myself but for some people it's it's getting <clears throat> past what it is rather than allowing what it tastes like to influence them yeah so i think we're going to close out on this because we're going on three hours and i think <laughs> i think what we're going to do we are going to split this into two because yeah. we did an hour and a half first, and then we're doing another hour and a half. So, I knew when we started it would it would run. He, he <laughs> it would probably I, I was, run a little. I was kind of thinking we could do it in one, but this is going to be two, just because how oh, it makes it easier on me. Um, embrace what the food is. We said it about vegetables. We'll say it about meat. Don't buy your things out of a styrofoam container. Find out where it comes from on the animal. Embrace that it. it's coming from where it is. Which doesn't mean you. Which doesn't mean you have to pay more either. No, you can go to Seven Bridges at the market and pay great prices for for well sourced meat. Yeah. You can go to McCann's and it's you 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 don't get the same cuts for the same price. Your strip steak's not going to be the same price. But you buy your your Denver steak. You buy your yeah, Merlot steak. You Denver buy your steak. oyster steak, and you find your value. Um, Embrace what you're eating. Don't don't get around it. Try and dive right in. Say, hey, what am I eating? Let's enjoy it. Let's try and enjoy what it is. And don't let your don't let your preconceived notions of what food is and could be allow you to predict your future meals. Right. Like we're go use, for broke. Yeah, go for, you know. Dave's patented 
try everything twice method. Yeah, Dave's we, bad. Get, get, give it a try. And yeah, with our motivational speech at the end. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I was just, I was just. It was one of those things I've been thinking about this whole time. It's been a great conversation, and and it really does make a difference once once you get a little out of your comfort zone, get okay with trying new things. There really is some great stuff out there yeah. to be had on this very special episode of the <laughs> Food About Town podcast, touching very special issues. Yeah. The more you yeah, know, more yeah. You know. Yeah, we All need right. the little twinkle. <laughs> so we're going to end it here. Um, let's get Dave's plugs out again because we're going to split this into two. So yep. um, It's it's uh, David Lane Design, David Lane Dash Design for my website. Search and, on Google. You'll find yeah, it. Yeah, David Lane Design on Instagram, David Lane Design on Twitter, David Lane Design on, I don't know, whatever, Tumblr or whatever. Perfect. Whatever other uh, Periscope now. Ooh, Periscope. Yeah, I've been That's doing dangerous. some video. I. That's dangerous. Um, it's, uh, if you haven't tried Periscope, it's, it's just weird. It's live feed video from anywhere of anything. It's fun. Uh, it's fun, but you can also see things you don't want to see. Yeah. You can get in trouble really fast. Um, but I've just been doing some streaming of like hand sewing leather. That's cool. Um, which I, people have, have chimed in and it's, it's kind of difficult because I can't see my screen when I'm filming. So I can't really actually see what comments are being made, but um if if yeah check it out on periscope if you're interested i'm also going to be doing classes uh in leather working coming up uh this month november and again in january and february so like like you're saying the, the watch bands and everything else if you're a watch nerd and you love your bands he makes some amazing stuff so thank you check him out and thanks for coming over buddy appreciate it Had a, a great blast. time all right so yeah we'll probably hear from dave again so thanks for listening everyone <laughs>